I promise y'all, I did not want to do an episode on love. I just, I didn't want to do it. I just did not want to do it. I know this is the love month and Valentine's Day is, you know, approaching and I did not want to go down this rabbit hole of love. I know the past couple of episodes, episodes I've touched on it and y'all, I just, I want to talk about something else. I wanted to talk about something else, but I always say we are on this journey together. I want to be as transparent and open as I can with y'all. Y'all are my people. So love is a topic. So we just going to go there, right? So, you know, last couple episodes have been, you know, heavy and been fun. And, but the, the theme is all the same. And on this journey, um, you know, like I said, I've decided to kind of separate myself from the roster and from people that, you know, I was dating and the past couple of weeks have been, it's, it's been up and down. You know, I, I feel a little bipolar at times. Um, I feel like I'm on this yo-yo where a roller coaster, if you will, where there are moments where I am good and I can, you know, face the world. And then there are moments where I'm just like a shell of myself. Um, and I don't stay there long, but I, I have those down moments and um, I've been praying and, and asking God to really help me make sense of this and to help me in this space because I really believe that the next one that comes or comes back, if you will, um, will will be, you know, the one, but I, I also feel like there is still preparation that needs to happen. And in my prayer time, you know, I was like, Lord, whatever it is, like, help me figure it out, you know, just help me figure it out and just have to have, I've been having to have these honest conversations with myself. Um, and the theme of love right has just really resonated with me because I said in a previous episode that, you know, I love love and that I am love and, you know, all this, all this stuff. And, and I said in the previous episode that, you know, it was love, but it wasn't God. And I had a friend challenge me on that. And she said, you know, Tasha, God is love. So, you know, how can you say it's love, but it's not God if God is love? And she was like, you know, I'm not challenging or discredit discrediting, you know, what you feel or what you felt, but just something, you know, to think about. And, you know, that sat with me because God is love. Um, and I know what I felt what I still feel honestly for that person is love, but maybe it was more of just like right person, wrong time, you know? So um, the whole theme of love, right, you know, has just been kind of sitting with me and I, I want to have a love. And so this particular, um, in this moment, I'm talking about like romantic love, but of course this can be, um, translated to, you know, friendships and uh, platonic love and, you know, just love in general, but specifically I'm talking about, you know, relationship and, and um, you know, romantic love. But, you know, I, I'm a giver and I always give 110%. And I'm recognizing that I always accept less than, and, you know, that is, that is not okay. You know, I, I deserve the same that I put out. And if I'm all in, 
I want my person to also be all in. And for so long, I was accepting them not being all in, whether it was who I was talking about before or my ex-husband or, or somebody in the past. Like looking back at my relationships, um, because on this journey, I'm I'm learning and I have learned that I have to be 1000% honest with myself, even if it means calling myself out. So in looking at past relationships, including my ex-husband, including my daughter's father, literally in all of my past relationships, I can honestly say that there were moments where I accepted less than I gave and I was okay with it. I never questioned it. Um, and that is also in my platonic relationships, my friendships, and my romantic relationships, right? And it wasn't so recently that I discovered that and I realized it and I had to own it. So, you know, we talk about self-love, but y'all, that is a real thing. And I had to evaluate like, Tasha, why, why is it okay for you to accept less than you give? Why is that okay? And I had to do, I had to do some digging. I, um, I have a friend who will hopefully be on this show soon. She sent me um, an attachment style quiz and I didn't take it at first because one, you know, busy, busy, busy. And two, I just, I knew that once I took the quiz, it was going to open me up to things because, you know, they say ignorance is bliss. So I knew that once I took this quiz, that it was going to expose things. And then once I was exposed to it, then I would have to, you know, dive deeper in it and figure some things out. So honestly, I didn't do it right away. And I started, you know, just trying to like figure out like, okay, what, what is the purpose of this space? Why am I here? And honestly, this is where I want to be, you know, like I, I told y'all that I, I told God that, you know, if my my person isn't on my roster than to clear the roster. And essentially that's what he did. But, but also I'm here now, God, I asked for this space. I'm here now. I don't want to waste this moment. I don't want to waste this space. So please help me figure out, you know, what, what to do. And, you know, God's, we, God talks to me just so regular, regular, right? He says, take the quiz. And literally, it was like a maybe like a week um, since I, I had the quiz. So I'm going to slightly go over my results. Um, and I'm also going to link the uh, quiz in the description so you can uh, take the quiz. And what I'm going to do is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put the link for the quiz in the description. Everybody take the quiz. You will take the quiz, you'll get your results, you put your email in, they will email you a full report. I suggest, I printed mine out and I really like did a deep dive in looking into it. Um, I suggest kind of reading over it and my friend that gave me uh, the link is a licensed therapist uh, and she's going to come on the show hopefully really soon and she is going to kind of do a deep dive into these attachment styles. So I'm going to tell you what my attachment style is. I'm going to loosely go into it because there's um, there's another point that I want to get to, but I need to tell you my attachment style for you to understand um, 
my point and then we're just gonna let it go because what I don't want to do is I don't want to misrepresent anything I don't want to you know misspeak I am not a licensed therapist by no means um, this is not a secret so I don't want to misrepresent misspeak um, or even misdiagnose myself uh, so that's what we're gonna do because again we're community we're gonna you know rock out together so with all that being said my attachment style is anxious slash preoccupied attachment style. And if you know me, nobody's surprised, right? Like nobody's surprised. Um, and it gives you a list of, you know, things. So I'm just going to, I'm not going to read all of it because uh, we're going to do that on the next show, but I'm going to just kind of highlight some things that stuck out to me. So one was, you struggle with being single or alone for periods of time. Relationships and intimacy are strongly connected with an anxious attached feelings of self-worth. Therefore, you may crave attention and try to impress others in an attempt to get it. The way this sentence yelled at me, like, just crazy. Like, literally, I'm okay with being, I, I'm just learning to be okay by myself. For a very long time, that wasn't the case. And still learning. Like, I still have moments, but I am so much better now than I was, right? So, you know, that's a thing. Um, you fear rejection and criticism. Um, that you become highly upset at any form of disapproval from your partner. Also, you know, a thing I can remember, um, even in relationships after my divorce, where the moment like there was a disagreement, I was just to pieces. Like I would just crumble. Like I could not handle the person that I was dealing with, you know, to be upset with me. Again, I have come such a long way. Um, and then the last one I'll say is you may act clingy and needy towards your partner. If they attempt to spend time with others outside of your relationship, What what's more you might experience intense feelings of jealousy and frustration if they do so. Now, I will say I I am not a jealous person, but I am a territorial person. And it's funny because I look, I know I say this all the time, y'all, but I literally just had this conversation uh, with someone the other day. We went out, we were talking, and I made the comment. I said, I'm a territorial person, not necessarily jealous. Um, and I do feel like there there's a fine line, you know, between their like, but that again, I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that right where it is because we are going to dig deeper into all of that um, when my friend comes on. But all that to say, I have an anxious attachment style, and when I realized that, and I was reading through all of it, I was like, okay, okay, God, how do we fix it, right? <laughs> and I prayed, and I got nothing, and I was like, oh, okay. All right, cool. And, you know, some days went by and um, I I woke up about, well, the night before, I, I did not have a good night. Um, I was going through some challenges, feeling all the feelings, um, dealing with the, you know, the, the breakup, the separation period um, from the person that I was talking to. And I literally like cried myself to sleep and, you know, went to bed early and I got up. I woke up at three, like 3.30 in the morning. And typically, normally when I wake up in the middle of the night, you know, I pray, 
you know, I read scripture, like it's a reason why I'm up, or, you know, I just, you know, meditate, like, okay, God, what, what are you saying? Like, what do I need to hear? Everything is quiet. Like, what are you saying? And I woke up and I had an attitude and I was like, I'm not praying. <laughs> like, I'm not praying. Like, I don't, I don't want to. And I kind of laid there and literally just like looking at the ceiling in the dark, just laying there. And then my, I don't know how much time it passed, but I hear a ding on my phone. And I'm like, that's not the alarm. It's too early for the alarm. And Bible, like a notification for I have the Bible app, Bible verse of the day. Like I subscribe to it. I ain't going to hold y'all. I don't really read those. Um, I typically just kind of read whatever like the Bible study lesson was or whatever pastor preached about or, you know, if a scripture pops in my mind, I'll read that. I rarely like read the Bible verse of the day. It was something I signed up for and just never took the notification off. Right. So the, the, the scripture that popped up took me right to it. It was Jude. Jude, you know, only has one chapter and it is, um, it was talking about, I'm trying to find it obviously really quickly. I don't know why I didn't have it up, but um, it was talking about, uh, uh, but you beloved building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life, right? And that's what, um, that's what I read and it, it resonated and I was like, okay, God, all right. Hey, you're building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. All right. I just said, I just said, I ain't want to pray. And this is the scripture that <laughs> pops up. All right. Touche. Right. So I'm laying there and um, the Holy Spirit tells me to read the entire chapter. All right. So I read it. No biggie. Um, and then he goes, read the message Bible version. And, you know, I talked about, you know, sometimes you need to read multiple versions, you know, to get, you know, revelation and to see yourself in the scripture. And that's fine. For me in this moment, I did not want to go beyond what I did. You know what I mean? Because I was feeling away and I, I read the scripture and I'm good. So then to have the Lord say, you know, read um, the message version, it's like, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't want to read. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I just want to like sulk, but okay, I'm crazy. I'm dramatic. Um, I can be disobedient, but I know when to chill, right? So I go to the message Bible. <sighs> Y'all, the message version says, writing to those loved by God, the father, called and kept safe by Jesus Christ. Relax. Everything's going to be all right rest. Everything's coming together. Open your hearts. Love is on the way. And y'all love is on the way ends with an exclamation point. When I tell y'all, I dropped my phone on that bed so fast and the tears started to flood for a few reasons. For one, like here I am being the most dramatic, the most theatrical and God gives me like this scripture. I never like, again, if I had it my way, I never, I never look at the verse of the day. Um, and then like not wanting to read, reading multiple versions. And this is legit. The first thing I've been in church all my life. I know 
this chapter because, you know, this is the chapter that, you know, all the church people know now to him who's able to keep us from falling, you know, so that's that chapter. But to read it like, like those, those that are loved by God the Father and kept safe by Jesus Christ. Okay, relax. You know what I mean? I I am loved by God the Father. I am kept safe, safe by Jesus Christ. Girl, relax. Everything's going to be all right. Rest. So for me, having knowing that I have an anxious attachment style and then asking God, okay, like it is so obvious. The fact that I couldn't figure that out on my own, you know what I mean? Like I said before, like you will find yourself in the scripture, like you want to talk about something like yelling at you, like words literally coming to life, like y'all. And like to know that like God is so mindful and, and God is so like aware of your situation. He's such a good and a kind father. So I'm just going to pause here and say, for anyone, whether you're dealing with anxious attachment style or whatever's going on in your life, the word does not lie. It can't lie. The word says, relax. Everything's going to be all right. Rest. Everything's coming together. Open your heart. Love is on the way. Okay. So I've been holding on to that. Y'all, I put y'all on. I got whiteboards. I put my white put those notes on my whiteboard. I've been looking at it every morning. I've been praying. Tasha, relax. Everything's going to be all right. Rest. Everything's coming together, right? Love is on the way. And that's been like my mantra. So, okay, okay, okay. And then, um, and then the next day life happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're on this high and then, you know, I won't go into details. Uh, cause again, y'all I'm, I'm living this out right now, but, um, you know, life happens and, you know, I'm triggered and, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to stay afloat. But like, ultimately, you know, I have so many questions and I have so many doubts and I have so many fears. And on one hand, it's like, God, why is this happening? You know, why, why not? Why this? You know, why does it have to be this way? But then on the other hand, it's like, but relax. Everything's going to be all right. Um so, you know, I take all of that into account and y'all, I just, I want to be a better version of myself first for me because I deserve it and I'm owed it. You know what I mean? Like I am at a place where I know my value and I know my worth. And I'm going towards the place where I have to be okay with not settling and not settling in like a bad way, but just like, I want what God has for me. I want what God wants for me because sometimes what I want for myself is so small. Like we, we do ourselves a disservice sometimes. Um, and then I want to be a better version of myself for my daughter, because now she's at the age where, you know, I was thinking about, um, you know, the relationships that I've had and going through this last breakup, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was slightly a part of her life. Like they were introduced, they, you know, he's been around her and, you know, he cares for her and her well-being and her safety and, and all that good stuff. And I was thinking like, you know, with her father and with her stepfather, 
she never really got to see a healthy whole relationship when there's work to do. You know what I mean? Like, so with her father, she was very young. Um, with my ex-husband, her stepfather, who she considers, you know, her dad because he raised her for over the majority, you know, of her life. When it went bad, it went bad. And she never got to see like, hey, two people can disagree and still be cordial. Two people can come at a fork in a row and still figure things out. So with this last breakup, I wanted to be very intentional, even with my emotions. Um, I wanted to be very intentional. And I've been having honest dialogue with her to show her like, hey, this didn't work out, but it's okay. And it didn't work out because like there's work that he has to do and there's work that mommy has to do. And if it's meant to be, it will be. But if not, it's okay because we want what's best for each other, even if it's not us. So those are the type of conversations I'm having, which leads me to the whole, you know, love right. Because when you love right, there is an intentionality that comes with it. And every day is not going to be rainbow and sunshine. Every day is not going to be tulips and um, sprinkles and ice cream candies and cookies. You know, there are going to be some rainy days. There are going to be some storm clouds. There's going to be some tornadoes, but, you know, you have to be mature enough to handle those things. And in loving right, it, it, it encompasses so much. First, starting with ourselves. So, you know, I'm going to be very honest. Um, I this this will be the first time that I believe that I won't be sad on Valentine's Day. Uh, since, um, not even since my divorce, like even like the last few years leading up to, well, no, I won't say that. So the last Valentine's Day I had that I was married, I was, me and my ex-husband, we went out of town, we went out of town. Um, and it was honestly like a last ditch effort to kind of make our marriage work. And, I don't think I've ever like said this out loud, but like on our last trip together, uh, we went out of town, got a nice hotel, like a little suite and we went shopping and cause I was losing weight. So I got a whole new wardrobe and um, uh, we went out to a fancy restaurant and, and y'all, we did not have sex that trip. And I wasn't like on my cycle. And I know that's TMI, but y'all, we here now. We family. We we did not have sex. And we didn't hate each other, but it was just like, eh. you know what I mean? I think at that point we were like over each other, but it was it was just like we both kind of knew like, yep, yeah, this, this is it. And in retrospect, we really should have had an honest conversation and let it go then. But what we did was we didn't have a conversation at all. We kept going like nothing was wrong. That was in February. Um, in March, in March, I woke up one day and the bank account was cleared. And this was not the first time he's done that. That's another story. But the bank account was cleared. And 
let me just go back and say um, in January of that year, we had a conversation and said we would give ourselves six months to figure this out. And if we both agreed that we were done in six months, we would, you know, split bills and we would talk out things and then we would start the separation pro process. So then, you know, Valentine's Day came and, you know, told you nothing happened. And March, um, like middle of March, I woke up and uh, I'm trying to think, make sure I'm not telling a lot. It, it was either March or April. Um, I woke up and the bank account was empty and for and just to be safe so i really don't want to misrepresent because i really i would have to like go back and kind of like read journals but i'll just say april april to be safe um that uh he cleared the account and when i said something to him i said well you know what about what we agreed on he was like nah, i'm not doing it and i remember saying to him well if you're not gonna pay any bills and you're going to like pretty much take all the money. Now, to be fair, I was not working at the time and he was working. But again, I'm going down the wrong way. But again, like we had an agreement and, you know, and as, you know, a married couple, like, you know, we took care of each other because there was a time he what he didn't work and I took care of him. But that's another conversation for another show. Um, and I said to him, I said, well, you know, if you're not going to contribute to this household. You don't need to stay here. And I had a trip coming up and he was like, well, what about, you know, your trip? Um, and I was like, I'll figure it out. So all that to say, and then, and then it went downhill and then the fighting and then the, you know, I hate shoes and the screaming and, you know, all just the unnecessary stuff because we did not do it the right way. Like we did not have an adult conversation. That's my point. Y'all know how I get sidetracked. We didn't have an adult conversation and we should have had that conversation, even honestly, before February, to be honest. And I want to get to a place where, you know, love is, love can be magical. Love is euphoric. You know, love is a great thing and, and all this other, and it's a force, you know, for sure. And it's a connection, but also love is a decision and love is intentional. And sometimes, a lot of times, all the time, you have to work at it. You have to work at it. And I want to be at a place where I can say that I did love the right way. Because in the past, I have not done love the right way. Because I was accepting less than I gave. And that is a truth that I can stand on now. Uh, as my girlfriend says, 10 toes down, I can stand on it and say that I accepted less than I gave. That is not loving right. I did myself a disservice. I did those people, honestly, the, the men that I was with at the time, a disservice. Because, you know, you tell people how to treat you. And I told them, I showed them by accepting it, that it was okay to give Tasha less than she deserved. Um, yeah, I had to take a breath because that's a lot. It's a lot to digest. Um, and now I'm at a place where I, I want a reciprocal type of love. I want to get back what I give. And I know that I give all of me. I am all in. And I can firmly say now that I can admit the fact that I did not get all in back. 
but I was okay with it. In the beginning of my marriage, you know, can I say he wasn't all in? No, you know, I, I felt like in the beginning he was all in, but then as we grew apart, he 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 withdrew. And, you know, in retrospect, I, I didn't think I saw it, but I guess there was signs. I mean, there were signs, but I didn't, I didn't speak on it. I didn't speak up for myself. And then in the end, when I started to speak up for myself, it became volatile. Like it became, our marriage was explosive. So, you know, I, I feel like this, this may be um, a series. This may be um, something that needs a deeper a dive because um, loving right is a big deal. And it's a big thing. And I know this is not the, the quote unquote love episode that you might have thought you were going to get. Um, honestly, I really wish that I could give you um, something, you know, you know, candy and lollipops and rainbows and sunshine. But like, this is where I am. And this is where a lot of people are. A lot of people are in lopsided relationships, men and women. Um, one of the things that someone told me that's really dear to me, he said to me, he said, um, your pace is different. We were talking about, you know, uh, my singleness and talking about like relationships. And, you know, I was like, you know, a lot of men can't, can't handle me. And he said, your pace is different. Not bad, just, just different. He says, I, I understand your pace. And, you know, I wasn't going to say, it, but of course we're talking about, you know, I guess we should give him a nickname. I, I don't know. But uh, my number one, my all American, we, we had this conversation a while ago and, um, he, he said, your pace is different. And I, I understand your pace, but I want you to understand your pace. Uh, because we could literally like be out and there's no need for me to rush. There's no need for me to be flustered. There's no need for me to be, you know, bouncing all around. Not literally, but y'all know what I mean. And I my mind was always like going, 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 going. And we were at the store one time and I was looking for something and he's like, babe, it's right in front of your face. And I was like, what? I didn't, I didn't even see that. And he was like, slow down, like slow down. And not like Tasmanian devil, but like, because of my line of work, my mind is always moving. There's always something that has to be done the next day. There's always something that I can't lose track of. There is always something. And, and it's not just in my nine to five job. It's, with my life and, you know, with my family and um, with uh, the church and the ministry. And it's always with my friends. Like there's, there's always something, you know, with my health, there's always something that, you know, needs my attention. So my mind, the wheels are always turning, even when I don't know they're turning, they're always turning. And he said, your pace is different. I understand your pace. I want you to understand your pace. And that is something else. So when I took the test and I saw anxious attachment style, like, duh, that makes sense. But also like, that is something that I have been consciously trying to understand and tame in, in home, right? Like part of me loving right, part of me loving myself right is me 
taking grab of my peace. And um, one of my favorite pastors has a quote. He says, love has a pace and hurried ain't it. And when I tell y'all, like when I tell you the past week, I've had so many gems dropped in me, like so many gems that's like, God, like this can't be coincidence. Like you are really depositing in me. Like you are really answering my prayers because like I, I need to get a handle on me. I need to figure me out because honestly, if I don't understand me, how am I supposed, how am I to expect someone else to understand me? If I don't control me, if I can't, you know, wrap my mind around me, y'all, I get on my own nerves all the time. If I, if I can't, you know, put a handle on me, if I can't tame and take control of me, if I don't understand me, how can I expect someone else to understand me? So I'm like, God, I need your help in understanding me. Nobody knows me better than you. You created me. You knew me before I knew me. So I need you to help me know me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so my, uh, my pace is quick. You know, I don't know if I've ever talked about this. I think I have, I'll, you know, I've, I've had, you know, anxiety attacks. I've, you know. I've, I've suffered from, you know, just going, going like too fast and it has affected my physical sense. Like I've had some physical challenges because my mental has just been, you know, in overdrive all the time, all the time. And um, when, when he said that, it just hit my core. It hit my core. And in my book, um, I, I have a chapter that talks about Martha and Mary. And there's a story in the Bible where uh, Jesus comes to the house of Martha and Mary, who are sisters, and Martha is in the house fixing things, doing things, just all the way around. And Mary is with Jesus. And I talk about like, for so long, I've been Martha. And in the book I wrote, you know, but I'm at a place where I'm Mary. So to be clear, I was married y'all for about three months. <laughs> okay, like I literally, it was during the pandemic when I wrote the book and, you know, you know, that I read that story and I resonated so much with it. And it was like, you know, you're, you're Martha. And then I said something to the effect in the book, like, you know, but now I'm, I'm learning to be married. The truth is I left the class. Like I was learning to be married. And at some point, I left the class, dropped the class from the from the semester. I don't know what I did, but I went back to being Martha. And listening to the same sermon where, you know, love has a pace and hurried ain't it. Um, the pastor also talked about, um, he made the reference to Martha and Mary, which instantly piqued my interest because, you know, that's always, you know, been a story in the back of my mind that I resonated with. And Martha, he said, Martha worked for God. Mary was with God or worked for Jesus was with Jesus and there's a difference and again hit me hit my soul you know and I, I immediately repented like Lord I am sorry please forgive me because anyone who knows my lifestyle all I do is work I'm constantly working. I work, you know, at my nine to whenever I, well, not nine to five, I, whenever I 
start working to whenever I stop working. Um, there's always the church stuff. I'm literally like on my phone, you know, doing graphics and, you know, constantly texting, you know, dealing with things. And if, you know, somebody needs something, I'm answering something and it's, it's always something. Um, and that's why I love doing the podcast because yes, the podcast is work, but also it's, it's a moment for me to like, Sila, like pause just to take a breather, right? So it's like I'm always working, and I equated my work to worship. And and yes, you know, God wants us to work. Yes, God wants us to serve, but in our servitude, we can't get so wrapped up that we forget about Him. Like that that's not the will, you know, of the Father. And I always say, like, I'm not gonna make this podcast preachy, but here we are. But it's my hope that as I am being helped and as I am learning, hopefully you're getting something out of it too. And I'm going to make it make sense real soon. I'm going to make it make sense. But like I, in loving rights, and I do think this is going to be a series because I, I can't love my person right if I can't love me right. And working and being concerned about everything does me a disservice because for one, I am pouring out and never receiving, which goes back to how I'm okay with being in a relationship where I give more than I get because in my, my relationship with myself, I give more than I get. I pour out more than I pour into me. You know, going back to the love tank, it's the same thing. Like I'm learning literally recently learning how to pour into my love tank because I give out so much. I'm just, I'm learning how to take breaks. And y'all, I know I talk fast. So I'm also working on that, which is why I'm taking these pauses because legit, like, again, this is straight through. I have notes. I don't have a script. Um, so it's, it's hitting me as I'm saying it, right? So Loving, loving right first, you have to love yourself right. And I was not loving myself right. I was working and giving and not sitting at the Father's feet. I was moving all around, moving all around the city, moving all around the church, moving all around family, moving all around friends and colleagues, but not sitting at Jesus' feet. Yes, I pray. Yes, I read the Bible. Yes, you know, I listen to my gospel music in the morning and sometimes at night, but I'm not with him. Not as much as I should be. Judge your mama. Like I, I can honestly say now I'm not with God as much as I should be. And being with him means different things to different people. And I'm what I mean by that is like for me, being with God, God pours into me because I'm a giver and I've suffered from burnout. Y'all, I have been hospitalized from literally working myself in the ground and not taking care of myself, not eating, not taking my medicine, being stressed to the point where I think I've been, again, I don't want to misrepresent three times, three times I've been hospitalized literally like saying, I'll eat later. I'll rest later. 
and then I'm forced to rest because I've passed out. Like, ask people that know me. Legit have passed out. Y'all, one time, I legit fought from, from passing out. Like, I'll never forget it. Like, I was fighting through passing out. And I kind of went out, and then I came back. And then I made myself get up. I was by myself at BWI Airport. Uh, well, the airport. And um, on my way to, to, to work ministry, got uh, called my sister and said, look, sis, this is what just happened. I'm about to get on the plane. Just in case something happens to me, you can tell the doctor what's going on. And she was like, do you think you should be getting on the plane? I'm like, yeah, I got to go. Felt terrible. Don't know what was wrong with me. Felt terrible. Got on the plane. Then had the nerve to have a layover. Make that make sense. Got off the plane. Got on another plane. Got to the destination. It had a full meltdown when I got there. My pastor looked, took one look at me and said, you got to go home. Before he even knew what happened to me, he's like, you got to go home. No, I got to stay. I got to, I got to sell this merchandise. Like I, you know, we, you know, we got work to do. No, I'm not going to leave you. He was like, I'll sell it myself. You got to go home. And he booked me a flight put me back on the first thing smoking and was like, go to the hospital. You know what I did? I went home, took a nap. I'm like, I'll be fine. The next morning I started driving to work, literally almost blacked out. I felt myself going out. I felt myself going out driving and I had to pull over. Y'all, how was, how, what? Like, does it sound as crazy as it does as I'm saying it? Like, even repeating the story back, I'm thinking like, girl, what was wrong with you? Because it's all about giving, all about giving, all about giving and not getting nothing in, in return. So as much as I want to love this person, love my person, love my daughter, love my family. I say it every time I leave this, 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 um, this podcast. I love everybody because I do. Everybody but me, apparently. Like not, not caring for yourself is not, it's not ever the move. So before I can love him, whoever he is, I have to love me. And loving me is more than a, pe a pedicure and a manicure. Like I saw something online that said, um, uh, uh, nails done and feet done. That's maintenance. That's not self-care. That's maintenance. That's what you do to maintain yourself. And I was like, you know what word? That's right. That's how I feel. Like it's maintenance. It, it's good to do. That is not caring for yourself. That is maintaining your appearance. And some might disagree. Some might say, no, Tasha, because when I get my nails done, it makes me feel good. Girl, that's great. But for me, that is maintenance. Because I have big hands. I don't like how my nails look when I don't have them done, right? Like, I have big feet. I don't like how they look when I don't have my toes done. That's maintenance. Self-care, caring for myself means making sure I'm okay. And I'm not okay if I'm empty. Love, again, is... 
are so magical, like the first word that comes to mind, because love can make you feel like you've never felt before. Love is power. Um, love is a strong agent, but again, it's also a decision. And before I can decide to love anybody else, I have to make the decision to love me. Intentional love is an amazing thing. And it can also be, um, it can also be work. It is work. It is work, but it is work that pays off. It's just like working your job. As hard as it may be sometimes, Lord knows I work around the clock, but you know what? Every two weeks <laughs> I get that paycheck and it, it pays off. Like I'm tired. I'm working. I'm putting in the work. But every two weeks, every other Friday, when I log online, I see that direct deposit and it pays off. Loving right will pay off. It's going to be hard, whether it's for you or for somebody else or to somebody else, but it will pay off. Um, I appreciate everyone so much. I am excited about this journey that we're all taking together. Um, it is my hope that my story, um, as crazy as it may be, encourages someone. Um, and if you are single, you know, during this love month, girl, it's okay. Guy, it's okay. Again, this is probably the first Valentine's Day where I really feel like I'm going to be okay. Because the past few ones have been rough. But I'm going to be intentional. You know, someone asked me what I was doing. I am telling my daughter, I told my daughter to get cute. She's my date. Um, and I'm taking her out to a nice restaurant. And we're going to hang out. And I'm going to make her take pictures of me. I'm going to get on her nerves because I'm going to put a little cute dress on. And I'm going to make her take pictures of me. And I can post. And y'all can see, you know, how cute I am. And then I'm going to come home and, and take my shower and get in the bed and, and watch my TV. Or read my book or whatever it is I'm going to do. I'm going to fill my love tank up. I'm going to fill my daughter's love tank up. And I know that I would rather love me right than be with someone that loves me wrong. I would rather take the time now to learn me and to become a better version of me. So when the person comes, I can be a, the best version for him. And I would like to think that he's doing the same thing, wherever he is, whoever he is. My quote for today, um, y'all know I be online. So I found this quote on Twitter and it is from a cartoon movie. I've never seen this movie, but I've seen quite a few people uh, post this quote. Um, so it's from the movie Intergalactic. And the quote simply says, love is the easiest thing in the world when it happens by accident. But it doesn't get real until you do it on purpose. I love everybody. Be sure to follow me online, Instagram, at Natasha underscore LaVon and at the No Prelude Podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'll see y'all next time. Bye.